Hi, I'm Fred Burton. Welcome to Stratfor Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm here again with Thomas Abihana, Global Security Analyst here at Stratfor, and we're going to talk about terrorism in West Africa. Welcome, Thomas. Thanks for having me, Fred. For those who may not be up to speed and what's happening in West Africa, why don't you bring everybody up to date? Okay, so what we're looking at in West Africa is specifically the Sahel region. So that, that's a region in real central West Africa centered around Mali, Burkina Faso, and Niger, and some neighboring countries as well. The reason why we're interested in that is... Yeah, why be- is it important? Uh, so it, that specific region is becoming one of the, if not the primary global hotspots for militancy, uh, insurgency, and jihadist activity. Um, this includes groups like Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State, which have their origins in the Middle East but have spread globally as well. Um, we have unrest driven that's largely driven by attacks, kidnappings, other insurgent operations by these groups that are posing a, a greater threat to people in the region, um, undermining the government and having a bunch of other um, potential implications um, for countries in that area and around the region. What uh, nation states are interested in this region? I imagine the U.S. has a footprint? Uh, Yes. So the two primary actors that are outside of the African context in um, the Sahel right now are the U.S. and then actually France to a greater extent. Uh, France has a colonial history there and has deep ties with the current governments of Mali, Burkina Faso, and Niger as well. And have there been uh, kidnappings of Westerners and attacks against uh, U.S. business interests in any capacity? So there have been over the last, I would say, decade or so, there have been attacks, kidnappings, uh, targeting gold mining interests. Um, In Burkina Faso, there have been attacks against American and Western NGOs uh, in Mali, um, against aid workers, Um, and even travelers going through the region. There was a Canadian and I believe a Frenchman um, that were kidnapped over a year ago in Burkina Faso. Now, what are you looking for in the aspect of tripwires? Meaning, as you study this every day, what, from a deterioration standpoint or for things that perhaps might be getting better, what exactly do you look for? So most of what I've talked about has been local implications. Uh, So what we're looking for in tripwires are regional and potentially even international implications. So one of the primary concerns that states around the Sahel have is that the militancy, those attacks, those kidnappings, could spill over like into their borders and impact them. In 2016, we saw an attack by AQIM, which is the Al-Qaeda affiliate in the Sahel, uh, against a hotel in the Ivory Coast. And as we've seen in in past instances as well, that a lot of times these transnational militant groups burrow down in a um, in a war infested region, are able to build up local connections and use that as a staging ground to launch attacks elsewhere. So if you want to go all the way back to 2001, Al Qaeda, they were based in Afghanistan. Right. They launched an attack in the U.S. If you think of the attacks in Europe in 2015 and 2016, that was ISIS, the Islamic State. They were based in Iraq and Syria, and yet they were still able to coordinate attacks in 
in France, in Belgium. And so that's one of the primary concerns of international actors like the U.S. and France who are there, um, and then also regional actors as well in uh, West African countries who have not been affected. So like Benin, Togo, Ghana, and then I also mentioned the Ivory Coast. And you know, Thomas, uh, the one thing that uh, I know back on my watch is that region kind of will resonate throughout uh, Foggy Bottom, the U.S. intelligence community, because of the East African embassy bombings against the U.S. missions there. And so you have areas that have underdeveloped uh, intelligence service, the inability to surveil suspects and so forth. Mm -hmm. And yes, that's actually one of the primary constraints in actually trying to counter that militancy, is the governments are either weak or corrupt or unwilling or unable to um, act on two fronts. One, just the military front, being able to battle these groups um, with guns, explosives, things of that nature. But then you also have another aspect where you actually need to create better governance conditions um, that does not allow these groups to thrive because these groups don't come out of nowhere. They come out of deep-seated grievances from the local population, whether it's a political grievance, uh, economic grievance, uh, tribal or ethnic grievances, and these groups come in and they exploit those divisions in order to establish themselves. And so until you, until the governments are, una- are able to solve those deep-seated divisions, then these militant groups are going to continue to have an audience there. Well, thank you, Thomas. Well, thank you for having me, Fred. To read more about terrorism in the Sahel and to find out how you can get comprehensive geopolitical analysis around the world and other areas, please visit stratfor.com slash subscribe. And I'm Fred Burton. Thank you. Thank you.